You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Locked on Bucks. It's Frank Madden joining you for a post Bucks playoff victory edition of Locked on Bucks. My good friend Eric Name is busy covering the game and writing about it for the Athletics. So no Eric tonight. Uh, I promise he'll be back tomorrow. I promise we will get to those mailbag questions that we promised we would talk about yesterday. But then, um, not going to lie to you guys, Eric was uh, at the Brewers game and uh, he just doesn't care about you enough uh, to, to do the mailbag. Uh, to, to do the mail like yesterday. So we'll, we'll catch up. Um, spoiler alert. The key questions you asked yesterday have not changed, uh, since Tuesday, uh, tonight's game, the Bucks win 120 to 99 over the Detroit Pistons. They move to two and in their first round playoff series. Um, uh, are you bored yet with this playoff series? Uh, it's weird. It's weird. We've gotten, you know, a theme of, of being spoiled by the Bucks very rapidly uh, has been a theme this season. I feel like that is also a theme <laughs> right now with this playoffs. Uh, we've gone from the Bucks not winning a playoff series in 18 years to uh, playoff wins. All right, whatever. Just just bring on the second. Wake me when the second round is is, is happening. Um, and in fairness, today, I mean the the Pistons reminded you that they are an NBA basketball team. They actually led at halftime by one point. They had a nice second quarter run. They outscored the Bucks by 12. Giannis had some foul trouble. Uh, Luke Kennard continued to play well. Hey, good, good for you, Luke Kennard. Little, little silver lining for the Detroit Pistons. He's looked really nice, um, doing different things. Uh, so, you know, helping Pistons fans forget maybe a little bit that they picked him over Donovan Mitchell. Okay, maybe not that much. Um, but ultimately, Giannis comes out after halftime, scores 13. In the third quarter, seven in the first, I think, 65 seconds or something to that effect. Uh, the the switch was flipped at halftime, and and they responded in the the way that you would expect uh, a 60 win team to respond. And I think probably I'll break down this game in uh, in a little bit of a throwback way. So, um, you know, I, I am the the co-founder of BrewHoop.com uh, way back in 2007. Co-founded that with my good friend Alex Boder, now uh, who's been covering the Bucks at Bucks.com for a long time now. Uh, we used to do a format for our recaps, which was we highlighted three Bucks, we highlighted three numbers, we highlighted three good things, and we highlighted three bad things. And so I figured, you know, one of the problems of doing a solo podcast is you actually need to prepare a little bit. I know it's 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 really a bummer. Uh, you know, when I've got Eric, I can pretty much just lazily show up with the advanced box score in front of me and then just kind of wing it. But I care about you guys, so I won't do that. Uh, while I'm talking myself. So let's talk, let's do it this way. Let's talk about the three bucks most deserving of recognition. We'll talk about some three, three numbers that, that highlight some themes and important things we've seen, not just in this game, but in the series. And we'll kind of look at uh, a few good things and, and a few bad things. For three bucks, let me start with Eric Bledsoe tonight. Um, 
and and spoiler alert here, uh, I'm, I'm going to pretty much skip Chris Middleton, which is is stupid because Chris Middleton had 24 points on 15 shots with eight assists, five rebounds, uh, did nothing wrong. <laughs> um, but let me start with with Bledsoe. Uh, 28 minutes tonight, 27 points on 19 shots, six assists, three steals, a block, four boards. Um, and I thought he just gave them kind of like the consistent energy. Came out really well in the first quarter. Um, continue to go in the, in the second half, um, hit three out of eight threes. Uh, good to see him putting up, you know, and, and converting shots from three. Cause obviously, um, that's a good thing when your point guard can stretch the floor. I mean, the Bucks have had the luxury of not needing him to be a great three point shooter for the entire season, obviously, and have still scored in bushels. Um, but I just thought, you know, his, his athleticism, his physicality, um, ability to get in the paint. Uh, only three free throws tonight, but in general, I just thought, you know, he, he did the, all, all the Eric Bledsoe things you like. Weird assignment defensively. Um, you know, Reggie Jackson kind of plays more like a traditional point guard. Ish Smith is one of those strange guys who doesn't really like to shoot threes and isn't huge. So he just ends up sort of snaking pick and rolls and taking lots of like weird little nine foot shots. Um, so kind of a different challenge than, than maybe typical, but, um, you know, looking at the box score tonight. Jackson, 18 points, okay, uh, eight assists, well, pretty good, um, but 16 shots, you know, nothing really that kind of leaps off the page, and Ish Smith, three out of 13 for seven points, five assists. Um, so, again, Bledsoe winning the battle of the point guards, which is obviously very important uh, in any series, but but certainly in this one where where he obviously uh, is the better player and, and should be taking advantage of, of the guys he's going up against. Uh, second buck, Pat Connaughton. Man, Pat Connaughton. 31 minutes, hits eight out of 10 shots, two out of three from deep, nine boards, three assists, and four blocks, plus 16, 18 points. Uh, you know, Connaughton has obviously played very well over, you know, really kind of for, for an extended period at this point, has you know really forced his way into that rotation. Tony Snell's injury, uh, along with obviously Brogdon's injury, those have been huge for him to really be getting consistent minutes. Uh, and he's responded by, you know, playing with that energy you love. He does big guy stuff like shoot baby hook shots better than <laughs> maybe anybody on the team short of Brooke Lopez uh, did that a couple times again tonight um, had at least, I think maybe he had a couple of those blocks on the perimeter, including one that led to a run out where he got a dunk on the other end. Um, you know, again, I think just that, that shot in the arm off the bench uh, is just something really valuable, something that you hope he can continue to bring over the course of the playoffs. So shout out to Pat Connaughton, really not a big night from the bench, Nobody other than Connaughton scored more than four points tonight. Um, but he was obviously, you know, again, along with the starters uh, and the big three, uh, they didn't need a whole lot more uh, than what, what he provided. Uh, and then lastly, oh, yeah, Giannis, probably need to mention him. Uh, he plays just under 30 minutes, 26 points on 18 shots, one out of three from deep, three out of five free throws. Okay, so I didn't get my big mean regression game uh, with him doing well from the free throw line. Uh, he's now just eight out of 17 from the line in this series. So, you know, something for, uh, for me to have heart palpitations over given how much I'm overly invested in his free throw shooting, but 12 boards, four assists, couple blocks, uh, including one, <laughs> one just uh, volleyball spike on a Thon maker drive uh, in the third quarter, kind of reminding Thon. Uh, you are the little brother, uh, also had a, uh, very Giannis, uh, back down and just over the top, put Thon under the rim and dunk on a move, uh, that, you know, if anybody else did it would be incredible and you'd be talking about it for the next day. 
Giannis does it. And it's like, oh yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's just sort of Giannis. Um, five turnovers. That was probably the only downside. A uh, couple of charges and, and had three fouls in the, in the second quarter. Ended up not really playing the second half of that quarter as, uh, you know, the Bucks felt it. The Jazz went on a run, were able to take a lead going into halftime, which certainly, you know, was not something you expected to, to have in the cards tonight. Um, but, you know, uh, credit to Giannis. He comes out in that third quarter and really let, dropped the hammer. Uh, went at Drummond, uh, you know, got a couple of layups on him, um, got out and, and hit a three early in that third quarter as well. Uh, so, you know, again, Giannis kind of just doing Giannis stuff. And, uh, you know, again, ho-hum. We just sort of expect that from him. Um, if I look at three numbers, I think three numbers to highlight. <laughs> the one that probably... I mean, just is kind of mind boggling. Um, Andre Drummond. He's played 64 minutes and then 64 out of the 96 minutes in this series so far. He is a minus 77, a minus 77. Uh, I mean, obviously, Drummond is not the root of the Pistons problems. They have lots of problems, but. He is absolutely not part of the solution right now either. Um, defensively, he's always been a guy that looks better than than he is. You know, he looks good getting off the bus as a defender, but uh, when it comes to actually in games, has never been a great rim protector. Uh, and you know, has he's not going to stop Giannis, right? I mean, he's pretty much just hoping Giannis shoots jump shots. Uh, Giannis hit a mid ranger on him. Giannis hit a three on him today. Uh, one out of three for Giannis from three. Um, and and again, I mean, it's just it's just really hard. And I think the biggest thing with Drummond is the fact that he can't shoot. And, you know, he's not even like a totally devastating rim runner. I mean, he's he's obviously fine, as you'd expect of a guy of his size and athleticism. But uh, it's just really tough because especially when Smith Ish Smith is out there, just a weird, a weird sort of pick and roll look. Um you know, they had got a couple things going. I mean, Thon Maker actually had a, a wide open pick and roll dunk tonight, which just you never check to see happen from Thon. But, um, you know, Brooke Lopez can just camp under that rim, given that Drummond is I mean, he literally needs to needs to have a layup to, to be a real threat. Just doesn't have even that sort of like short hook shot game, really, that you you worry about. Um, he's become a better passer over the past couple of years, but just just doesn't just does not scare you um, in terms of what he can do offensively. And uh Man, <laughs> you know, Drummond with with Blake Griffin out, he has to be the Pistons' best player. And, you know, hey, good news. They're plus 21 in 32 minutes with Andre Drummond off the floor. Well, okay, well, he's he's given that back and, and then some when, when he's been on the court. So um, we'll be interesting to watch that, uh, see if they can get anything better out of Drummond. Um, the other one I wanted to highlight, so – Credit to the Pistons. I mean, their shot chart was definitely better tonight. They end up shooting 12 out of 36 from three. Not a great number percentage-wise, but 12 threes, uh, which was actually more than the Bucks. Just 26 threes attempted by the Bucks tonight, uh, 11 three-point makes. Um, and again, I mean, if you're going to beat the Bucks, you probably need to have an outlier three-point shooting night. And to have an outlier three-point shooting night, you need to shoot three-pointers. And the Pistons did that tonight, so credit to them for that. Um Kennard was four out of six. Ellington, two out of seven. We finally saw Wayne Ellington kind of hit some circus shots that Wayne Ellington's capable of. But still, just three out of ten overall from him. He has not really scared you so far. Uh, Thon Maker continues to miss threes. He was another 0 for 3 tonight. I think he's 0 for 9 now in the series. Glenn Robinson, the third. Baby big dog. Who Again, I was a big dog guy growing up in the 90s. But 
the younger dog, uh, just one out of six uh, tonight from three. So, uh, you know, again, just not really kind of making you um, making you pay from deep at a rate that that's really going to hurt you. But, uh, you know, a positive thing for them to be to be shooting those those more threes. But brings up the number I wanted to highlight, just thirty nine point seven percent for the Pistons from two point range. You know, shocker. 39.7% from two is just not going to get it done. Bucks were 56% on twos. Um, you know, Bucks are not going to get killed from three-point range, typically just because they shoot so many on most nights relative to their opponents. And if you're going to have that big of a gap on two-point percentage, um, you're going to be in trouble. Bucks are great at at, at two-point percentage as well, to be clear. Um, Bledsoe, Giannis in particular, uh, have been awesome uh, in that regard this year. Uh, so, so those are definitely things to, to kind of keep, keep an eye on. Um, and then the last number 53, that's the number of minutes that Giannis has played in the first two games of this series. He hasn't cracked 30 minutes in either game. Uh, you know, a lot of people talk in the playoffs, well, you can go to your shorter bench, you can play your stars, you know, 37, 38, 40, 40 plus minutes a night. Um, Bucks haven't needed that. Um, they've been able to pretty much treat these games like regular season games, from a rotation perspective. Um, and the funniest part to me is Giannis has played, this is, this is my favorite perspective on that number. Giannis has played the same amount of minutes in the first two playoff games as Tim Frazier played in that overtime game in Atlanta uh, a few weeks back when, when Tim Frazier played literally the whole goddamn game. So uh, a luxury, no doubt, to be able to be playing Giannis as few minutes as they have, um, you know, keeping him fresh. Obviously there've been big layoffs between games uh, anyway, uh, and tonight, um, you know, again, just really did not need to kind of run him too hot. And, and obviously the fouls were, were part of that as well. But certainly if you can get out of this playoff series with Giannis averaging fewer than 30 minutes a game, um, that would be obviously a, a major plus. And again, health is probably the biggest thing to watch um, in this in this series. And as I kind of transition into my three good things from tonight, I think that's, you know, a theme, a theme probably from every night, every night where the Bucks don't get an injury um, is a good thing. Uh, that's something to highlight. Cause again, you're trying to come back um, and, uh, and just get ready for that second round and, and get healthy, stay rested. Anything you can do in this first round, you know, if it can effectively be like a buy and again, I don't want to be get too greedy um, cause you're up two Oh, you still have to go into Detroit uh, next this weekend. Um, but obviously no injuries is good. Um, and kind of in that same theme, you know, no drama, just business, maybe a little bit of drama in that second quarter, but overall the Bucks flexed their muscles again tonight. Um, there was not a letdown. There was not a golden state style, uh, slump coming, coming into this game. Um, and, and again, that's just kind of what good teams do. They play it against a team that's inferior to them and they just drop the hammer and, and, and get their wins. And the Bucks have been generally very good at that this year. Obviously they've had some, They've had some let-ups, obviously the two Phoenix games kind of being the, the obvious ones. But for the most part, um, they handle their business. They blow out bad teams. Uh, they're now plus 56 over two games doing what kind of they've been doing all season. So that's a big positive. And the last one I want to highlight, the big three rolling. I mean, we, we just sort of obviously assume that from Giannis. Um, and I hesitate to even call them the big three. Or Remember, remember when they were the marquee three? Remember when that was kind of a thing that? that Fox sports at least tried to try to get going last year. Um, but it, it's obviously a positive to, you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm not really worried about Giannis so much, but Middleton and Bledsoe, those guys 
getting a rhythm and, and getting a positive start to the playoffs is, is definitely a big positive. Um, you know, you look at what, um, you look at what happened last year with Bledsoe. He struggles early in that, in that series and it just becomes a narrative. Um, it became something that everybody was talking about that he wasn't playing well, that Terry Rozier had his number. Um, and so again, like narratives, it's funny, right? You get off to a good start. Then even if you kind of have some struggles later, the narrative kind of oftentimes is set. And in this case as well, you know, you look last year, Bledsoe was nine out of 12 for 23 points in game seven last year. Nope. Nobody ever talks about that because they lost the series, but Bledsoe was really good actually in that game seven. He was really efficient scoring. He made shots, but you know, we don't remember that because he got off to such a bad start and they lose the series. Uh, So hopefully this year, good start um, playing with confidence. Hopefully the confidence carries over and hopefully just the narrative of, you know, Eric Bledsoe not being ready for the playoffs kind of, vanishes a little bit now again if he lays an egg against boston in the next round then obviously it'll come right back but um that's a good thing and and same for chris middleton obviously he was the opposite in last year's playoffs was terrific against the celtics but seeing him kind of continue to play well i think the numbers where he's averaging like 21 since the all-star break um just generally has been playing you know pretty quietly in a chris middleton kind of way uh very good basketball tonight he was chasing around wayne ellington for much of the night um, did a nice job there. Not easy to do given Wayne Ellington's movement, ability to shoot, um, you know, with without with very little space and, and running off screens. Uh, so nice night from Middleton. Seven out of fifteen from the field. Two out of six from three. Eight out of eight from the foul line. Eight assists. And again, you wouldn't even really kind of have noticed just because Giannis and and tonight Bloodsoe kind of suck up all of the the oxygen in terms of uh, the hype and everything else. So definitely a positive there. You just sort of hope that that keeps going. You know, again you. You don't want to have guys going into slumps um, and, and maybe feeling uh, losing confidence going into uh, a, a tougher opponent in the next round. Uh, and that leads me to to my bad things. OK, so, you know, again, we have to stretch a little bit here when you're up 2-0, about scored the opponents by 56 points. Um, Nikola Miritich still looking very rusty. That's an easy one. Um, again, tonight uh, he goes one out of five uh, from the field, 0 for 1 from three. Uh, three boards and assist in 12 minutes. It, it's tough. It's tough right now because he, you, you really want to use this series and the, the flip side, you want to use this series to get him off to, um, a, you know, kind of a, a better start, get him back in some sign of rhythm. Um, I thought Elias Silva actually was, did a really nice job tonight. Only three points hit one, three, one out of three, um, but 10 boards, three assists, a block. Uh, I think he took one or two charges, had a, a great block. That, that block was a great one in transition, which surprised me. Um, had another nice contest on Drummond where he got called for a foul, but um, he played well, um, which unfortunately is really important because I don't think Ursan's going to get benched anytime soon, uh, regardless of what he does. Um, but with Miritich, it's interesting because, you know, if Miritich doesn't start playing well, you know, does does Budenholzer at some point, maybe not this round, but next round, go to a guy like DJ Wilson, who's going to give you obviously much more versatility defensively and has played um, you know, generally well whenever given an opportunity. So an interesting thing to kind of watch. You hope that obviously this is just part of the the getting the rust off um, part of uh, of of the playoffs. Um, but uh, it's it's a cautionary tale too. You know, I mean, look at Malcolm Brogdon. He's obviously not going to be back this series. Um, he's a guy that came back late last season, was bad in the playoffs, uh, and is coming back from a, a foot injury, right? So it's not even a hand injury where he could keep his his wind. Um, the Bucks are going to be in a tough spot potentially with him coming back. Do they start him if he's available to start the next round of the playoffs? I don't know. 
especially the way things have been going. I don't know if you throw them back into the starting five right away. It seems like a Budenholzer thing to do because they've been so consistent with that starting five, but but I just don't know. Um, only one other thing I'll highlight at this point um, as far as the bad things, just that, you know, we've talked about it before, but this is not serving as a, as a very good warm up for uh, for likely the Celtics next round. The Celtics went up 2-0 uh, against Indiana tonight. Um, and I think if you kind of dig into it too, I mean, watching Ish Smith, Andre Drummond pick and rolls, it's just so far from what the Bucks are going to have to face against Kyrie Irving and Al Horford. Uh, you know, Drummond literally can't shoot outside of, you know, basically a dunk. Uh, Ish Smith can't shoot outside of maybe eight to 10 feet really reliably. Um, yeah, that that's not a great, great warm up for, for what a Kyrie Irving Al Horford pick and roll is going to look like. And obviously just generally, uh, this team is is not going to give you a, a good facsimile of of what the Celtics might bring next round, um, but uh, you know it is what it is, uh, and there's obviously pluses and minuses. The plus, obviously, that trumps everything is you have obviously every expectation of getting the second round uh, and hopefully doing so in very few games. Um, the downside, yeah, there there may be uh, a bit of an adjustment period going from playing, uh, you know, a team that's shorthanded with Blake Griffin out again. I didn't mention that. Uh, they keep teasing it like he might come back. Um, are they just trying to get tickets sold for games three and four? I don't know. Um, it just doesn't seem like Blake Griffin is, if he plays a role, that he's going to play much of a role in this series. And um, obviously that's just a tough a tough thing to swallow. Maybe he does come back, play a little bit. Maybe that gives him a little bit of an emotional lift um, because certainly Thon Maker ain't it. Um, but uh, either way, Bucks come away with uh, another – resounding comfortable win a little tested um but came out and proved uh proved that they could take care of business in that third quarter they had to detroit this weekend and and game three obviously um not the game to take your foot off the gas uh you know i feel like you win game three uh you're probably gonna get the other team to you know it's just gonna be hard to to, to play at at the highest level of sharpness i think going into game four if you're already down 3-0 so um we will catch you uh tomorrow uh, Eric will be back. We will hopefully get to that mailbag. Uh, in the meantime, this has been Frank Madden. Tweet at us. Uh, we'll probably still take some questions. If you got some questions, tweet at LockedOnBucks on Twitter. Send us an email, LockedOnBucks at Gmail. Um, and, uh, again, thanks for listening. And hope you're enjoying uh, a relatively low drama first round of the playoffs. Take care.